Hey everybody, Chris here. Today's episode is a board meeting, uh, but we did have a special guest sit in with us, Drew Mack, who just yesterday climbed his hardest route to date with pure imagination in the Red River Gorge. So big congrats, Drew. So proud of you. Um, we're going to split this up into five episodes that we'll release throughout the week because this ended up being a two and a half hour, really fun conversation with Drew. And if your name happens to be Ty or Brennan and you were in Lander this summer, there might be a little special Easter egg shout out at the end of the podcast for you. Let's get into it. Maybe don't know. Maybe don't. This time, this time, this time, this What's up, everybody? I am your host, Chris Hampton. I'm Nate Rolay. And I'm Drew Mack. And together we formed the Three Musketeers, because that was the first trio of things I could think of. Because I wasn't prepared bro. for this Migos. one. Migos. Three Is Migos. Is Migos a trio? Three Migos. Oh, three Mi- Amigos. <laughs> Amigos, Drew, not Migos. <laughs> Walking Migos like is I something different, it. and I don't even know what Migos is because I'm too old school for that. I just know I'm supposed to hate it. <laughs> and I do. Never heard it, but I hate it. What is Migos? You know. Tell me. Yeah, it's a, it's a rap group from Atlanta. How many people? Three. Oh, well, Ooh. shit. We're, you should have just went with it. That's exactly why I said it. You did not. It's exactly why I said it. Did you say Migos or Amigos? No, I said Migos. So you didn't say amigos? No, because it's the there's a rap reference. I figured you would get. Have it. you ever heard of O-dub. three amigos? Yes. Okay, so you do know that reference too. Of course, that's what the amigos took their name from. I Drew assume. is worse at references than Nate is. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I'm sure it's... everybody got that. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> that's a mo- <laughs> that's a millennial. Are you saying only millennials listen to my podcast? Because I know there's a lot of old people. No, I'm listening saying to my only millennials right listen to amigos. Ignore that. Maybe I'll see if Migos will put this on their next album. We'll just pass. The three Migos. We're not talking. (laughs) 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 All right. All right. All right. That's enough. I think we're doing a podcast. We're in podcast number two here with Drew Mack, our special guest for this board meeting. You might be, have we had another special guest on a board meeting like with the two of us? Uh, Edwin. But he was just—he was just with me. I he know. Took your I, was, place. I was a little sad that that was still called a board meeting. Yeah, it was a guest board meeting. It, it was. Um, no, other than the two coaches, two other guys, Paul and Blake. Yeah, we I don't you're, think you're, so. You, you might be our first outside guest at a full board meeting. Mm-hmm. Awesome! Thanks for having me. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, you don't have to be so proper, Drew. Board meetings are a little. Uh, little off the cuff they're not so it's the reason we get the explicit rating yeah (laughs) yeah mostly me so we're actually talking today about a topic that drew knows quite a bit about and uh the three of us sat here coming up with our top five most common and we argued quite a bit about the order that these five were going to be in 
So I don't even know if they are in order. Nate might think they're in order. I think they're in a whack order. I don't know what Drew thinks. Um, <clears throat> but we're going to be talking about the five most common red pointing pitfalls. And Why'd you say this is something I know really well, though? Because you're a red pointer. <laughs> yeah, you're good yeah, at yeah. this, dude. You're really good at this. Um, I don't know if you know the pitfalls, though, because you're really good at this. <laughs> Except for there was that Omaha Beach incident. Whoops. Yeah, so so maybe you do know some of the pitfalls. Definitely do. Um, Nate, when I said this, you said, can we make that a pun? Did you come up with a pun? Um, red point pitfalls? No, I haven't yet. I was even trying to think of it as you were saying it there. Yeah. I, there was something there. I feel like this is a missed opportunity. Yeah, you can't say red pointing and falls without feeling like there should be a pun. So if any of you guys know a pun, hit us up on the Instagrams. Yeah. Or good or dad Facebook. jokes. Both are both are accepted. Tell us a dad joke. You know good dad jokes. Um I can't believe you're you know blanking. I used, you know I used to work at a calendar factory. But they let me go when I took too many days off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know how to tell when a joke is becoming a dad joke? No. It's whenever the punchline is apparent. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, the worst thing about this too is I've got a couple of friends who make fun of me for loving dad jokes. Uh, and I guess that makes me a faux pas. Oh my God. It never ends. Awful. So awful. Yeah. You want to hear a joke about That's pizza? That's your biggest pitfall. Are you going to tell those sometime though, Drew? Probably will. I'm writing them down now. Good. Yeah. What's your pizza joke, bro? Uh, never mind. It probably would have been too cheesy for you anyways. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm, yeah. I'm, done no, with let's, these. I'm done with these. Now that everyone's groaned for the yeah. last like 30 straight seconds. Yeah. All right, so Nate, why don't you tell us what number five is in our top five list of red point pitfalls. So common red point pitfalls. Number one is timing your red points incorrectly. So this is either starting to try and send a route too early or waiting way too long to try and send a rock climb. Which which happens to you most often, Drew? Um, I think I think it bounces back and forth. Uh, but I think a lot more times I try, I don't think I'm ready to send her out, and I end up kind of taking a little bit more time sussing out the moves and making good links instead of sometimes you just got to rip it and just give it a whirl and see where you're at, and then you can make better judgments of. Am I ready to red point or do I need to kind of spend a little bit more time on this? Yeah, I think that's a really important way to gauge it that a lot of people are missing. Like the minute they make that first rip it attempt, yeah. like try to do it, then the next attempt is try to do it, the next attempt is try to do it, and yeah. they just stay stuck in that zone instead of reassessing via that first attempt and realizing, oh, maybe I'm a little too soon. Of course with mm -hmm. this um your thoughts on it nate yeah no i do i tend to have the same issue of it's really easy to keep pushing it off till later because you can keep sussing things out getting better beta taking your time it's very making the moves easier yeah you know and it's one of those things to where you can make it to where you're never uncomfortable by doing that like you're never having to make really that hard of links like everything's right. kind of guaranteed until one day you're like well, you you know, it's like, oh, I sent it on my first red point go kind mm -hmm. of thing. Like, yeah. well, yeah, it was, that was 80 goes later. 
Um, yeah, I say this about Annalisa all the time, actually, that she she just needs to try harder. She just flipped me off. You can't flip me <laughs> off. We're married now. Married people don't do that. She's never flipped me off. <laughs> she likes you way better than she likes <laughs> me, dude. Trust me. Um, but I feel like she, there are a lot of times where she'll keep sussing it out until there's no chance of her falling. Yes. Like it's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I have good friends like that, too. Yeah, And it's an easy trap to fall into. It totally like, is. I feel like especially when I'm first starting a season off or if I haven't sport climbed in a while, that's my go-to. I feel like for me, it's very much a sign that I am confident and like in the mode of when I'm willing to like give something a rip when I'm not 100% confident. When I'm like, okay, like I've got enough pieces, like let's just pull on and give it hell and see what happens. Mm -hmm. Like for me, that takes like, I can tell I'm in like, like a savvy level of red point mode like and being in sport climbing mode when I can do that and like pull it off. Do you think there are times where, or is there a limit to the number of times that you will say, let's see what happens? <laughs> I live my life by those words. Because <laughs> um, red pointing is sort of about knowing what's going to happen, right? Yes. Um, I think it's a happy medium. I like, I really like the idea of checking in every now and then of like, you know, let's say if it is like a fairly long-term project, it's very easy to get stuck in that process of like, oh, I'm just going to bolt to bolt up it a few times today, maybe do a few links and you know, it's a set deal, but it, you know, I think every now and then it's good to be like, okay, I'm just going to like give it a rip, see what happens and go from there. Um, cause that's when you also start to realize like, oh, I can't do that move that powerfully on point that way or like that clip's not going to happen like that um exactly so it kind of lets you check back in to see what's happening yeah you talked a little bit about that when we were kind of prepping beforehand drew about yeah things changing on the fly yeah exactly well i mean like going bolt to bolt uh is significantly different than you know when you're pumped coming from the ground and when you're pumped like you might you know, another sequence might be easier or a clip might be easier from say a whole higher hold, or you may need to skip a clip or mm -hmm. things like that. you know, things change when you're pumped. And so if you're just continually going bolt to bolt or making small links, then, you know, you're not really learning as much as you could. Yeah, totally. And I think, I think the, the idea of that you started this off with drew of, letting it rip and then asking was it time or not yeah is really really important and i think people learn that what you just talked about by letting it rip i see a lot of people who especially when they first come to the red or a place that's really you know sustained not terribly hard climbing <clears throat> they'll come to those areas go up something bolt to bolt and then just be like, oh, well, I'm sending that next go. No I problem. did all the moves easily. You know? Yeah. And then they find that by the time they get to the fifth bolt on the red point attempt, that they weren't nearly ready yet. Yeah. You know, and then a lot of people fall into the trap of just banging their head against the wall and advancing it two moves at a time yep. over the next eight months. So that's a big pitfall. Yeah. For so, sure. I guess let's talk about like, what, why is it that we're trying to avoid this? Like, why why is it a bad thing to wait to wait a long time because like you know hell if i can just guarantee it what's wrong with that um or you know what's wrong with trying to red point early <clears throat> um 
Well, some of those, if I'm not careful, I'm going to jump into our number two here. So I'm not going to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that jumping in too early, you don't learn the skills of sussing out beta, trying new beta. You don't learn the skills of breaking a route down into its pieces. Um, And those are things you're going to need to know when you get into harder and harder grades. Um, so you might as well learn the skills that are required of of these sins of where you're at at the moment so that you can apply them later on. Um, the danger of going too late is that you never have to try really, really hard, you know, and part of the the fun and the excitement and the draw of rock climbing for me is that moment when you're going really hard you're in the red and you're just latching holds and continuing to move yeah when you when you thought you were going to fall five or six moves ago you know that fight that like deeper dig is something that like you miss if you're just like making everything easier in that like dig is what like really i think takes you further as well totally and I think the reason you need that dig is because if you ever want to climb your absolute hardest potential, that's going to be a combination of doing everything perfectly, having all the right tactics leading up to it, and then being able to dig as deep as you can on the hardest moves you can do. Um, so it's a component you have to have to climb your hardest. Totally. I completely agree. Um, only thing I would add to it as well is just a time factor. You know, yeah, if totally. you can get something in five days done in five days versus 15, like efficiency, yeah, you can do three rock climbs instead of just the one. Yep. Um, so I think that's really important. And especially early on, that's really important to your climbing. Mm-hmm. You know, there are times when, when just miring into a long-term project is a good idea. Um, but particularly early on in your climbing, that's probably not a great idea. So, mm-hmm. No, totally. Um, so are there any big things that people should keep in mind with this, either like red, red flags to avoid, like what are some telltale signs for I'm going in too early, too late, or what are some good like rules of thumb? I think number one is um, have an expectation for, maybe not an expectation, have an intention for that attempt. Mm-hmm. And if you were way off the mark, like when you decide to start red pointing, if you think, oh, this is what I'm going to do, this is my intention, and then you just go ahead and send instead of, I think I'm going to fall around the fifth bolt, or you think you're going to send, but you fall around the fifth bolt, so your intention is way off, you had no idea what was going to happen, then there are probably some issues with the way you see your red pointing. So Mm -hmm. you should take a step back and look at it a little differently. Totally. And you got to be honest with yourself with that too. Like, you know, you can only have so many foot slips or "Ah, I just bumbled one thing, but otherwise I would have made it six bolts higher kind of thing. Um, You know, you need to be honest with yourself with how things are really going. Um, Drew, are there any like red flags you can think of when either that you can see in yourself from the past or that you've seen out at the crag when, Maybe people are trying to pull the trigger a little too early. Um, yeah, I'd say that kind of comes into that intentions thing where, you know, I, I've felt, I've seen people who, you know, 
pretty confident. And it happens in the red a lot, you know, where you go bolt to bolt, you feel comfortable, you haven't really, really sussed, um, mm-hmm. like how things are going to feel or really built the fitness, um, to do things. And, um, and you know, you fall, fall low. And, and I think that's also, you know, like that, that can be hard mentally, uh, mentally to like have kind of this, this thought in your head of this is how this is going to go. And then it happens drastically different. Um, you know, and that can be really frustrating to even follow through on a route like that. Yeah. I see a lot Um, of people bail in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. It's super frustrating if you have some kind of expectation or intention and you're far off from that. And so just, you know, keeping the expectations, um, where they should be in, yeah, and I think if that happens, that's a good time to readjust and say, okay, yeah, exactly. I didn't quite know what I was getting into here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me readjust so I can come up with better goals in the future. For sure. Yeah. You know? So what are some good examples of good intentions? Um, uh, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, um, but I would set like little mini goals for each attempt on the route. Mm-hmm. Um, and... And when you're ready to red point, you know, make that the intention. Don't give yourself this. This is totally not answering your question. It's sort of answering it backwards Mm -hmm. coming through the other side. But um, don't give yourself the out when something goes wrong where you're where you start the intention or the the attempt with. I'm just going to see what happens if it's a red point attempt and you then your attention is to red point Mm -hmm. and if you fall really low or nowhere close to the red point on a pumpy route, then you need to readjust. Um, and I think that's a really common problem, just letting yourself off the hook. Totally. You, you mentioned that with being honest with yourself. For well. sure. Um, I don't even remember what your yeah, original I mean, question was. I was just talking there. It was like, what are good <clears throat> intentions? Like for instance, when I'm in red point mode on something, my intention, like, and I voice this to my belayer so that like I have someone to keep me honest. Like the thing I pretty much say every time before I pull off the ground is I'm going to give it hell. And if I fall, I'm going to fall going for it. Yep. Yep. And for me, it's like, even if I don't red point, it's like, okay, like, did I do that? Cause if I do that and like, I give it everything I have and I fall going for it, then it's like cool chances. Like my chances of red pointing have just gone through the roof. Right. Like, and that's for me personally, cause it's just the things I need to work on. Um, yeah. yeah. The fact is if you, if you blow that, if you don't fall going up, then you just weren't ready for red pointing to begin with. If, if you give yourself a reason to say take or to just drop off without trying, then you weren't ready to red point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I always try to just handle the things that I can personally handle. Totally. Uh, so that, you know, there's only <clears throat> to me, the, my, my mantra that I say to as a belayer and I say to myself is try hard and have fun. And you know, like whether you're about to red point something or you're totally going to just be nowhere near doing it. Like if you control the things that you can control, then, you know, then that's going to help you become a better rock climber. Totally. Yep. Do you think red pointing is really fun though? I think it's really fun. Hmm. Like type two. Or type one, like I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what the types great. are. But. Type one is like you're having fun in the moment. Type two is like it's fun afterwards in memory. 
Like to me, red pointing is like it's definitely more fun afterwards. It's a yeah, conversation. For me. I think, and not just after the red point, but after you come down off the route, because on the route it's really easy to get frustrated during a red point attempt. Yeah, it's but, like nerve But when you come and... down and can talk about all the little minutia of what you learned and what you still need to do and how you need to build yourself to get to that point, that's really fun for me. For sure. For me, like hard red points are like I'm too focused to be like fully enjoying the moment, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Totally. Like there mm-hmm. was a, an like interview. I'm just like I have to try really hard. Sure. Yeah. Yep. Can't think about how amazing this move is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. There was an interview with Jonathan Segrist on the Everything Climbing podcast. Mm-hmm. I think. And in it, he talked about, he, he was just like, yeah, one of my favorite things when I go All to things climbing? Yeah. Everything climbing. One of those. One of those. I haven't listened yet, but um, someday. Well, there's two part with um, Seagrist, and in it, he talks about one of his favorite things with sport climbing is having a bunch of his friends at the crag. And his reason for it is he's just like, man, when I think sport climbing, like hard red pointing, he's like, fun is not the first word that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Like, it is hard, it's stressful, like... And I think it's like anyone who's competed at a high level or even just competed in something that meant a lot to them, like knows, like, you know, you build up a lot of nerves. Like I remember racing when I was younger, it's like racing wasn't fun. Like I loved training. I loved like hanging out with my friends and I loved like the idea of racing. But like in that moment, like I had a lot of nerves and it was like, you know, everything else was going through my mind, but like, man, isn't this a fun time? Like, and for me, like the hardest red points are like in that same kind of groove. Um, It's like, I love the process. Like, like I love, especially getting to work on something hard with someone else. But in that small moment, like it's hard, it's nerve wracking. Like, yeah, I think I've reframed it over the years. Um, and not just with red pointing, but with, I mean, lots of things in my life starting way before climbing, I've kind of reframed challenges as fun. Uh, and I think that has extended into, whether it's difficult on sites or hard red points or whatever, mm-hmm. um, that's really fun for me. Like testing myself against an intention. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny. Maybe that's why I came up with fun. Yeah. No, it's funny you say that. Cause I think about like, that's <clears throat> ah, interesting. Cause to me, like hard on sites, like that is the most fun I ever have rock climbing. Like mm-hmm. just pull on, grip it and rip it. Like give a hundred percent confident and go and like fall trying hard. Like, yeah, there is nothing more fun to me in rock climbing than trying for a hard on-site. Um, so it's funny. Like, I don't know why. Maybe it's just an expectation thing. I don't know. I saw you on that almost boltless slab in Vitavu, and it looked like you were having a lot of fun. I was so off route. <laughs> I was terrible. Okay. <laughs> so, so not fun. Yeah. Drew, you weren't <laughs> there. I'm like, ew, ew, ew. I'm like all under to Chris. I'm like, Chris, does it go right or up? I don't know. Like, there's no chalk, and I'm lost. And he's like, you just go kind of up. It went right. That's not fun Didn't to me. Go right I'm on like these ball bearings. Like thirty feet run out over, I don't know a pretty bomber point or number three or whatever. It it would have held obviously. But you onsided it, so it was fun. Yeah, I'm really glad I onsided that five six. <laughs> I'm trying to romp up five six. That's my fun. Dude, it was my fun zone. It was not fun. <clears throat> I was in the danger zone. Yeah, so I mean, I think that's a that's a really common one actually. Totally, like pulling the trigger too early or waiting so long that you're always comfortable yep so be careful about it be honest with yourself yeah. so about Chris, how it's actually going what is our number four well whoa our, sorry our whoa. collective number four what is my number four <laughs> that you so graciously allowed please stop I, fighting guys i just dropped it <laughs> um sorry true 
You're all going to have to wait until tomorrow for number four. In the meantime, you can find Drew on the Instagrams at DrewMac5. You can find Nate on the Instagrams at Crux Padwell. You can find me at Power Company Climbing on the Instagrams, the Facebooks, and the Pinterest, or at www, nobody uses that anymore, powercompanyclimbing.com. You could search for us all day on the Twitters. You're not going to find any of us because we don't tweet. We scream like eagles. mic up there well, I can? yeah you're drew mac some people want to hear you chew no nobody does you're famous dude you know what's great is i'm actually... gonna sell these sound bites of drew chewing on ebay i was at the crag uh, the other day i was on the ro- at the rodeo wave and these two guys that climb at the red um <laughs> were just like oh man ty and ty and brennan brennan yeah, yeah. shout out ty and brennan shout out to Br- ty and brennan um, ty won the dino comp yeah brennan is swole yes very yeah. so swole yeah Ty saved the day. I set that final dyno and I was like, oh God, I hope someone can do this. Crushed it. Um, so we're there and I think it was Ty who was saying that he was like, oh yeah, you know, I uh, met Drew Mack, but I had to pretend like I didn't know him because like I can't just be like, oh, well, you're Drew Mack. Um, so I had to like, you know, pretend like I was meeting someone I didn't know. Um, so it was pretty funny. Good job, Ty. Yeah. yeah. Drew needed that. His ego was getting giant sized. So. Yeah. Shout out to Ty. Young dude climbing really hard in mm-hmm. scary trad routes yeah those kids are strong man proper rad and they're stoked so this is going to go at the end of the podcast as a little little uh easter egg at the very end so you'll have to tell them all to listen drew check it out <clears throat> all right we ready yep